you'll please turn in your Bibles to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, we're in the seventh stanza of this longest chapter in the Bible. And I believe the stanza we're in, starting verse 49, be found on page 513. The Bible's in the chairs in front of you. And again, invite you to have a copy of God's Word in front of you where you can see or look on. So you can begin to see this very unique and wonderful illustrative structure here of this psalm and how fitting how thankful we are to Paul and Ashley and their music leadership that we are on this stanza and we're going to talk about blessed are those who sing the word blessed are those who sing the word so psalm 119 verses 49 through 56 this is God's holy Word to us this morning. Remember your word to your servant, which you have made me hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, that your promise gives me life. The insolent utter deride me, but I do not turn away from your law. When I think on your rules from of old, I take comfort, O Lord. Hot indignation seizes me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and keep your law. This blessing has fallen to me that I have kept your precepts. Let's pray. O Lord, open our eyes. That we may behold wonderful things here in your word. And God, we pray that these wonderful things would well up in our hearts and cause us to sing. To sing to your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. One of the favorite movies as of late in the Shirley household has been that new hit animation. It's called Sing. You haven't seen it, it's pretty funny, pretty entertaining. Uh, it's a movie about show business and that fun-loving koala bear named Buster Moon who decides to hold a singing competition to save his beloved theater. And on one such contestant in his singing competition is Mina, that cute, shy elephant who has a wonderful voice, but she's terribly shy. As soon as she gets up on stage to perform, she, she locks up and she can't sing. Buster Moon, who is desperate to save his show and to get her to perform, gives her some very sage advice. He tells her that the best way to break through her paralyzing fear is to just sing. Played by Matthew McConaughey. So sing, however, you know, his little voice. He just tells her, sing. Perhaps you've been through situations in life when you were afraid, when you were scared, when you were worried, when you were down or lonely, when you were oppressed. And Buster Moon's advice is perfect here. We need to sing. Sing. Psalm 119, this longest chapter in the Bible, continues to show us 
what the Christian life is like and how the word of God, the Bible, is absolutely crucial in our walk with God and living life. We've studied many spiritual disciplines so far in Psalm 119. Things like scripture memory and meditation and reading and studying the scriptures. And we very openly and honestly said that sometimes these things are just hard. And we don't feel like doing them. They don't come natural to us to be to have devotion in the word of God. And maybe you feel that way now. Maybe you've felt that way for most of your life. Just pastor, when you're talking about spiritual disciplines, I'm just not there. I just can't do it. I'm not I'm not equipped. I'm not ready. I'm not I don't feel like it. I mean, whatever you may feel. But what about singing? What about singing? In Psalm 119, verse 54, the psalmist says, Your statutes, that is the scriptures, have been my songs in the house of my sojourning. Or your translation may say, Your decrees are the theme of my song wherever I lodge. And I think the point is that wherever we go, Wherever life may lead us, whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, we can always sing, can't we? We can always sing. I know some of you are thinking, Wilson, I can't sing. Or, I don't like to sing. Or, I won't sing. And trust me, I've seen you from up here. I've got some news for you, though, and this may be really joyous for some of you and very depressing for some of you, but in eternity, in heaven, we're going to all be singing. It's the only response that, that will be natural for the child of God when we behold the glory of the risen and of the reigning Lord Jesus Christ. We will all sing. So why not start right now? Why not? Maybe you just need to start mouthing the words. Maybe you just need to say them out loud. If you go look ahead at some point, maybe this afternoon to read Revelation chapter 19, there you will get a a glimpse into eternity. The the curtain is pulled back just a little bit of heaven and, and, and we will see all of the saints of God and the angels around the throne singing and shouting praise to God Like you can never imagine. It will be wonderful. It will be glorious. But singing is, it's more than just making sounds with our mouths, right? I mean, it takes effort. When I've gone to a concert and watched these artists perform, you think, how could they do that for two hours? I get tired after preaching for 30 minutes. It takes a lot of effort. Even if you're singing a lament, even if you're singing a a sad song. Or if you're singing because you're happy and you're filled with joy, we must sing to the Lord. Whatever the circumstances or your mood, we sing because it is one of the gifts that God has given to us. To draw us into expressing our joy, expressing ourselves before the Lord And he draws us closer to him 
through singing. That's why so many churches have worship wars and fight about music. Because <laughs> people are passionate about it. They want to worship. They want to sing. They want to be closer to the Lord. For the psalmist here, he sings because the statutes of God, the word of God, has brought him something, has gained him something. something. And so this morning, I want us to consider this truth. Blessed are those who sing the word of God. Blessed are those who sing the word of God. And from this seventh stanza here in Psalm 119, we find at least six reasons why we need to sing the word of God. So let's look at these. Just glance there down at verse 49, 52, 55. You'll begin to notice a theme, a structure there. And the first reason we sing the word of God is we, we sing to remember. We sing to remember. Psalmist says, remember your word to your servant. He says in verse 52, when I think or remember your rules of old. The idea of remembering something is used two ways here by the psalmist. One way, the psalmist is asking God to remember his promises. Not that God has forgotten his promises, but the psalmist is asking God to put his promises into effect. In other words, cause it to be, Lord. Remember your word to your people. But secondly, the psalmist knows that in the Christian life, it can be hard to remember sometimes. We are forgetful people, especially on Sunday mornings. <laughs> we forget the truths of God. We forget the goodness of God. We forget all that God has done. Perhaps gospel amnesia or gospel forgetfulness is one of the greatest problems in the Christian life. We forget. We forget the good news. And so we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded by others. We need to remind ourselves. And this is where singing can come in. Singing can be a great motivator and a great aid to memorizing the word of God, meditating on the word of God. Many Scholars believe that Psalm 119 is structured the way that it is. This beautiful Hebrew acrostic alphabet psalm is for memory. Many of the Jews, pious Jews, would memorize the entire 176 verses of Psalm 119. Whew. That sounds hard. And so you can see where maybe a, a, a song set to a, a verse and a rhythm could help you memorize it. That's why many of the songs that we sing here at Cornerstone, we want to be saturated with the scriptures. We need help to remember the promises of God in his word. To remember God's goodness in Holy Scripture. Because this remembering is, is an act of spiritual growth. It's, it's how we grow and, and singing can help us. It can help us grow. There are tons of resources out there that can help you and your family. But I just encourage you to find some music, music find some gospel-rich, Bible-rich 
hymns and praise songs that will help you to remember, to say with the psalmist, when I think or when I remember your rules of old, I take comfort, O Lord. So we sing to remember. And that's the second thing. We sing for comfort. Verse 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, that your promises give me life. Another reason to sing is for comfort. For comfort when we're afflicted, comfort when we're troubled or scared, or any other emotion that we may experience in the Christian life. Have you ever tried that? Have you ever found yourself in a situation where you're worried or afraid, and the only way you could find comfort was just to sing. I've been there. <laughs> Many years ago, Laura and I lived in Pensacola, Florida. And for almost three years there, we had to travel back and forth from Florida to Mississippi uh, to be with family and friends and weddings and things like that. And I'll never forget one Saturday morning, late Saturday night, I mean, we were driving back to Florida. And, you know, preachers have to work on Sundays, so late Saturday night, we had to go back. Just me and her and our two dogs, the children weren't around then. And we're on Highway 49 south of Hattiesburg. If you ever been on that highway, there is a whole lot of nothing. And it is a monsoon. I mean, pouring down rain. I mean, I'm going probably 15 miles an hour, and we're thinking, man, this is, this is, this is not good. And I'm concentrating and I'm all locked up and we're praying and trying to talk and concentrate. And I start complaining. Laura, why do the, why does the Mississippi Highway Department not paint these roads better? I can't even see the lines in the road here. What is going on? And then we both start looking and realizing I can't see the road at all. And I'm thinking, is it raining that hard? And what we realize is the car is going dead. The alternator on that 1995 Isuzu Rodeo is biting the dust. And Laura starts asking me, and I can tell she's kind of worried, and she's asking me questions, and I just start singing Amazing Grace. <laughs> and she said, you know, I wasn't worried until you started singing Amazing Grace. Because <laughs> I was worried. So this is, so kids, try to imagine this. This is before we had cell phones. But they didn't have GPSs on. And they had these things called minutes. And so we're probably doing math. How many minutes you have left, you know? <laughs> and we have to, like, you know, I don't know how we got help. We probably had to pull out, like, a AAA map or something and call that number. And, you know, where are you? I know I'm on Highway 49, and I know I just passed a white mailbox. Outside of that, I don't know. I'll tell you the rest of that story sometime. But we sang Amazing Grace, <laughs> and the Lord was gracious that night. The next time you find yourself worried or afraid or burdened by life, sing. I love that new hymn that we've been singing this past year. And thank you, Poppies, for leading off the, the service with it. He will hold me fast. For our Savior loves us so, he will hold me fast. What a great hymn of, of comfort that our Savior loves us so. The third thing that we see 
about singing is here. We can sing when we are ridiculed. Look at this in verse 50 through 52. This is my comfort and my affliction. The, the, insolent, utter, utterly, the insolent utterly deride me. We can sing when we are ridiculed. In this day and age that we live in, and it's really been this way for all of time, but especially now, if you trust in the word of God, if the Bible is your rule of faith and life, and you're seeking to live a holy life by living according to the teachings of the scriptures, you will incur enemies. You will be afflicted. You will be derided. You will provoke hate from those who hate righteousness. You will experience abuse, either in word or in deed, from the insolent, the rude, the hateful, the psalmist says. It was just this past week, during a Senate hearing confirmation of a new potential deputy White House budget director named Russell Vault. Russell is an evangelical Christian. He believes that Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. He believes the Bible is the word of God. And a senator was deriding him, insulting him. And insinuating that his orthodox Christian views that have been believed for over 2,000 years were indefensibly hateful and insulting. That was said in our United States Senate about orthodox, evangelical, Christian views. It's on national TV. You can go look it up. This is what the world says about classical Christian beliefs. That they're hateful. In times of affliction, in times of derision, in times of depression, in times when we are ridiculed, we must sing. We must sing so that we not, will not turn away from the law, but we will find comfort in God's word and maybe somehow learn to love our enemies. And that leads into another thing here. The fourth thing in verse 53, the psalmist says, sing when you get mad. Sing when you get mad. Anger is not a sin, but sinful anger is. Now, I'm not sure I've ever practiced sinless anger. But here the psalmist, he gets so mad that he turns purple red faced mad. He said, look what he said. Hot indignation seizes me. White hot. I'm white knuckle. He is mad. Why does he get this way? He gets this way, he says, because of those who forsake and those who disregard the law of God. It angers him. It frustrates him that there are those who hate God's word and disregard his law. Certainly. When we see God's law being broken or disobeyed by others, it should make us mad. It should frustrate us and make us angry. But let us not let our righteous indignation overlook our own sin. Our own disregard for God's law. Because we should be equally mad and upset 
when we willfully sin against the Lord and break his commandments. And so in times of anger, in times of intense frustration, perhaps singing can be that cool water to calm us down, to help us focus on loving God, loving our enemies and praying for them. Another reason here, a fifth reason, sing when you are weary. Sing when you are weary. Your statutes have been my song in the house of my sojourning. The psalmist here reminds us that life is a pilgrimage. It's a journey. We are, in fact, sojourning on this earth. And on this pilgrimage, this journey we call life, it can be tiresome and wearisome. And what has helped the psalmist continue on when he does not feel like going on anymore? What is it that was an aid to help him take one more step? It was singing. Singing the statutes, the word of God. Years ago, we had a sermon series on the Psalms of Ascent, Psalms 120 through 134. And they are pilgrim psalms to help the pilgrims as they went up to the festival in Jerusalem to worship and to celebrate in these songs. Gave them strength. The word of God. Were the songs. Of their journey. This is why again I love. That hymn. He will hold me fast. This line is so appropriate. From the first. The first verse. When I fear my faith. Will fail. Christ will hold me fast. Christ will hold me fast when I am weary, when I am tired, when I fear my faith will fail. The word of God can supply endless strength to those who are weary and to those who will sing. And this is why the Apostle Paul, on two occasions, he encouraged the church, the church in Ephesus and the church in Colossae, to to sing. He says in Ephesians 5, address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and make melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And in Colossians 3, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And how is that going to happen? Teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. It is singing that can help us when we are weary, when we need strength for the journey. And last, we sing for blessing. Verse 56, this blessing has fallen to me, that I have kept your precepts. William Plummer said this, great peace have all they that love God's law. Great peace. Have all of they that love God's law. This whole psalm, this, the, the, all 176 verses, is, is song-filled delight in the word of God. And when we sing it, when we know it, it will strengthen us. It will give us blessing. Charles Spurgeon said this. The psalmist had this great comfort. This remembrance of God, this power to sing, this courage to face the enemy, this 
hope in the promise because he had earnestly observed the commands of God, striven to walk in them. We are not rewarded for our works, but there is a reward in them. There is great blessing and unspeakable gain and power to sing in walking with God and loving his word. What the psalmist here is essentially teaching us, what this is showing us about the Christian life, is that the word of God gives us strength and causes us to sing when life is hard. It gives us word when life is good and we want to sing. It also gives us help when we are tired and persecuted and we don't feel like going on another day. And it's none other than the powerful grace of God through the word of God that gives us strength. We have all the reasons in the world to sing to the Lord and to praise Jesus for what he has done. And that's why God gave us singing. That's why he designed and created singing, because it is his way of expressing the joy. Did you know that God sings over you? Zephaniah, the great prophet, said that. He will rejoice over you with singing. But singing is the way God has wired us for eternity. To praise him, to exalt his name. And in a moment, we're going to sing one of the greatest hymns of the modern era. In Christ alone. And when you sing this song, I want you to realize that you are singing the gospel. Did you know that? You are singing the gospel that is in Christ alone that all hope is found. That it is in Christ who became man and died on the cross so that we might live. That it is in Christ who rose from the grave and who will raise us up also. That it is in Christ that you can have no fear. That you can have ultimate comfort and hope. That nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so in a moment, sing. Sing. Sing the great power of God. Sing to warm your heart in the power of the gospel. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these songs of praise. For these wonderful hymns of the faith that we find in the Psalter. And these very precise ways in which Singing your word can help us love you and love your word and experience the blessing of everlasting joy. And so, Lord, help us to follow you. Help us to keep your word. Help us to rejoice in what Christ has done for us. For it is in his name that we pray. Amen.